Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Whispering Woods podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is episode number 10. Today's episode is all about shadow people. We've got one review to read out today and I'm really sorry if um, you have written a review and you are based outside of the UK because at the moment we can only access UK reviews. Uh, Apple are on it apparently but it's been about a month so (laughs) we'll see what happens from zebedee have been following the whispering woods since the first episode and each week we look forward to creepy tales listening to this brilliant podcast on a sunday evening has become a very enjoyable part of my routine and loving the presentation the mother and son banter the sound effects and of course the well-researched stories which all come together perfectly thank you both please keep it going as completely hooked thank you yeah thank you Zebedee that's a really lovely review thank you for that um yeah and I'd like to give a quick shout out to Chris from White House Investigations we did like an interview the other week with where I went through my paranormal experiences. So I will leave a link to that. It's on YouTube. It will be in the podcast description. Right. Shall we start with the introduction? Yes, we should. Have you ever caught a glimpse of a dark figure out of the corner of your eye, only to turn around and it has disappeared? Well, this could be the shadow person. In 2001, Art Bell from the Coast to Coast AM radio show interviewed native elder Thunderstrikes, who purported that the beings had been recorded by Indigenous Americans way back in 1153 BC. He stated that they were interdimensional beings, 
that fed from the emotional discharge of human energy and would attach themselves to those feeling anxious, worried or in chaotic situations to feed from them, much like vampires. Shadow people, at first, will appear fairly elusive, quickly darting out of view when they sense they've been spotted. But once they have established a foothold into this plane, it has been reported that they become bolder in their advances, and some will even attack those who are asleep, much like a sleep paralysis episode. Some report them to be benevolent watchers who assist us when needing guidance. Others believe them to be malicious entities who will sometimes get physical by pulling hair and various other forms of physical abuse. Some say they are tall and some small. Some have claws or vicious sharp teeth, whilst others have seen them with glowing red eyes. These darker-than-dark silhouettes will quickly dash behind doors, into closets and behind bushes to avoid being seen, leaving observers questioning themselves. Whether evil or good, if you sense something watching from the corner of the room, don't just dismiss it, as you may have a visitor from another realm. So, what do you think about shadow people? Any thoughts? Um, well, yes, they are quite mysterious, I cannot lie. But, yeah. Do you think you've ever seen one? 100%. I used to always, when I used to go youth club with everybody down the road, we used to always say, oh, there's the shadow man in, like, at the park in the shadows. We always used to think there was, we used to call them, I can't remember what we call them now. But yeah. Oh, right. You never told me about that. Mm. What? So, because the park's really dark at night, isn't it? I walked yeah. through the other day, um, the other night, <laughs> should I say. And it's not, none of it's lit up at all. I guess that's to um, put you lot off from hanging about there when it gets a bit later. But yeah, that's really creepy. I first looked at this subject when Maisie was about three, I'd say. So, yeah, not quite 20 years ago, but about that time. Because I kept seeing things like flickering on, in the peripheral vision, in my peripheral vision, um, which prompted me to start looking it up on the internet, which was in the old days of dial-up when we didn't have broadband. Back in the day, eh? And also, it reminds me of a, story, a thing that happened with me and Auntie Rachel when we were kids. We used to share a bedroom. And um, once we screamed, because we saw um, it was a shadow, basically we thought it was a bat in our bedroom. And we screamed. And Nanny came up and asked, you know, what was it? What was it? And we, we saw this black thing fly in the bedroom. Mm. And it was really scary. <laughs> Are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. Okay, I've got like a few stories today because they're quite short. So it's about four stories. And this is the first one. This all started when I was about 12. I'm 19 now. My sister, Zoe, father, stepmother at the time, 
and her two daughters, Jade, my age, and Maddie, my sister's age, were camping. We had only been there for a day, and everything was fine. Then me and my sisters decided we were going to go to the stream by ourselves. My father gave us a walkie-talkie, so we could keep in contact while we were gone. Now the place we were going to was surrounded by bush, and to get there you had to go down a little path through it. We spent a while with our shoes off and splashing in the water, when Jade said she could see someone standing in amongst the trees. We all looked and saw a figure. It was black, but you could tell it was the shape of a man. You couldn't see the face. We stared for a few seconds, and then he disappeared. We forgot about it and kept playing in the water, but I felt a little uneasy. A while later, we all looked back, wanting to know if he was still there. And he was. Everything was silent. I could hardly hear the rapids in the little stream. We stopped looking. After about 20 minutes, we headed back to the campsite. My sisters lingered behind, and I was about 20 metres ahead of them. We couldn't see each other. I heard a twig snap behind me and turned to look, assuming they had caught up to me. Nope. I turned to see the tall, dark, black figure, literally a foot behind me. So I started running. The whole time I could feel him close behind I ran as fast as I could, until I was out in the open campground. He was gone. My sisters came out not long after, and I told them what happened. I asked, but none of them had seen him behind me. They were too far behind, and the path was windy, so they were around a corner from me most of the time. Throughout our camping trip, we didn't see him around as much but occasionally we would see him just standing there. Fast forward a couple of years and we go back there with my father's new girlfriend and her daughter, Stella. I can't recall this trip as much, but I know for a fact that Stella saw him too. Three years ago, and I started seeing him at my house, just anywhere and everywhere really. One day, I was out in the backyard, and I started to lean down to pat my cat. When in my peripheral vision, I saw him right behind me. I ignored him, as he's never really done anything harmful. I looked solely at my cat as to block him out. As I do, I feel a hand grab my hair and tug. I immediately spun round. Nothing there. I went inside as I was a bit spooked. I now live with my boyfriend and can't say 100% if I've seen it again. I sometimes see shadows move behind me in the reflection of the TV. But when I look behind me, there's nothing, so I just chalk it up to a trick of the light. I did hear something recently. This is the most recent event I've had. My boyfriend's alarm went off for work waking me up too. He switched it off, but lay in the bed a bit longer. I was awake then, facing my boyfriend's back, one eye closed as it was smooched against the pillow. 
Suddenly, I kid you not, I hear someone whisper my name in my ear. It was so clear, and I could even feel cold breath on me. I sat up and said to my boyfriend, Did you say my name? He looked confused. He was just sitting there playing on his phone. No. He said he hadn't, which I believed, because it was a female's voice. This doesn't really relate to my other experience, but I thought I'd throw it in anyway. Can I just ask, have you ever seen anything in your bedroom? I know you've said you've had sleep paralysis and stuff. Yeah. But have you ever seen, like, a shadow in there? Nah. No. I don't... Sometimes I think I do, because I sleep in your room, don't I? Like, once a week. (laughs) And when Maisie stays over with the baby. Well, with Willow, not the baby, because she's free. Um, And I often, like, think there's something in there. Not to scare you, but you don't get scared anyway, so we're all good. Do you know, there's also... There's a variation of shadow people called the Hat Man. Have you heard of that? No. Right, okay. Well, what I find really interesting is that so many people have seen shadow shadow people, but they've also seen the Hat Man. And he's basically a shadow that's darker than dark, blacker than black. (laughs) But he wears, the difference is he wears like a hat and a trench coat. Actually, no, I think I have heard about that. Okay. Because when you said Hatman, I did get a vision on my mind of a trench coat and a hat. Yeah, probably on TikTok, I imagine. Mm. But are you ready for the second story? Yes, I am. I was always a kid with a short fuse. I was somewhat violent, but never towards people. Always just objects such as pillows or walls. I've been told that I would say things I shouldn't. I was often told to watch my actions, and since I was about seven, I am now 17, I have had dreams about this man who I named the Shadow Man, as all you could see was the outline of a man with a hat on and his red eyes and white pointy teeth, kind of like a killer clown. The dream would start out with me in the darkness and then I would look down to see my hands with blood on them. And then I would see heads and faces of my friends and family. It wasn't stated, but I knew I was the one that caused it, even at the age of seven. Then all of a sudden I would hear a chant of Watch your actions. And the voice was mine, but distorted. After the taunting, a few minutes after, all of a sudden I would see the shadow man and his creepy-ass grin would widen. Then I would see a dagger, either in my hands or one of the victims. And if it was the victim, I would grab it, but then as quick as I blink, the shadow man would then stab me, and then say his last words. That sent chills down my spine to this very day. All actions have consequences. The last words I hear before dying which resulted in me waking up, but it wasn't in a panic. A few years later, I decided to write a poem for it, and I wanted an image, so I just googled the Shadow Man, and I read that other people have also seen the same kind of man I described, but not the exact same. 
I've told other people in my life about this dream, and man, a handful of them can tell a similar tale, either from their own experience or from someone else they know. Each time someone told me about their story, it just made me uncomfortable. Not from the actual creepiness, but because the stories were not of my shadow man. Just the thought of the fact I might be attached to this tormentor of my childhood makes the entire experience so much worse. To this day, I've wrote two poems, and the second one has been somewhat successful. So I'm creating a short film as a visual representation of the poem. It will be done near the middle of the year. If you would like to read the poems, I will post them. But I have calmed down now, so I don't get the dreams as often. But the last words were, All actions have consequences. Even now, if I hear someone say, watch your actions, I feel uneasy and go silent. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So that was like a moral tale, wasn't it? Yeah. Like they think the shadow people come when you don't behave that well. Uh, I just have visions of them being like sin, you know? Sin in being. <laughs> there is a word for it. Personified. But because my brain doesn't work anymore with the menopause, I find it really dis- difficult to grasp those words. I also really quickly want a, I want to touch on this pheno- phenomena that's called Brock Inspector. Have you ever heard of Brock Inspector? No, I have not. Right, because coincidentally, I saw a tweet about a Brock Inspector today, you know, when I knew we were recording this episode. Now, I'm going to show you this really quickly, and I'm also going to put a link to this tweet in the episode description um, for other people to have a look, because it's really quite freaky. So what do you think about that? Well, that is quite weird. It's, it's yeah. weird, weird, isn't it? Because you can see that it's somebody walking up the hill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a Brock Inspector is not actually anything paranormal. It's a reflection of the person who's filming that one in particular as they're walking up the hill. So their reflection is reflecting off of the mist. Mm. So it's to do with light and mist and it creates that. But you, you can also see Brock Inspector's 
just for info, they're named after a German mountain, which is where they were first seen and sort of documented. Um, you can see them with halos round, but people standing when at the, if they're at the top of a mountain, and I'll show you one after the podcast, and they it's they appear giant because they're reflecting off of the clouds and stuff. So they appear like these giant spectres. Mm, they're really awesome. I, d- I don't think that shadow people are related, but you never know. <laughs> are you ready for the third story? Yeah, let's do this. My name isn't important, but what is important is the man. I'm a 15-year-old male who became interested in spells at 13. I've spent the whole time between those ages experimenting with spells. Most were summoning spells and others were curses. I devoted nearly a month trying to cast a curse on someone I wasn't particularly fond of. It succeeded, but that same night I saw a man. He was dressed in a pitch black trench coat and a plague doctor's mask. He was only visible because of a slight glow coming from my charging phone. He didn't say a word, just stood and stared. I tried to ignore him by going to sleep, but the feeling of being watched became stronger. I woke to see him nearly a foot away from my face, breathing heavily. He then stood up and walked through the wall he was facing. That was my only encounter with him until about a month later. I was looking in the mirror after taking a shower. I saw him standing behind me. This time he spoke. How do you continue? I didn't think about answering the question until he demanded me to do so. He angrily yelled, Answer! My only response was that I didn't know. I waited to see if he wanted anything else from me. He said nothing. I turned to leave and he was gone. I checked the mirror again and he wasn't there either. Since then, I've perpetually felt like I was being watched. I've seen him on street corners, other seats in school and restaurants and in the mirror as well. He continues to speak to me, but I never respond. For those getting interested in spellcasting, I would strongly advise against it. Well, guess you shouldn't mess with black magic then. No, that's really creepy. Like, me, I class myself as a witch, as I, as I am pagan, as you know. But I would never mess with the dark side. Yeah. I'm just too paranoid because I do like karma and things come back at you threefold, stuff like that. I'm just not into it. That's creepy and but also reminds me during lockdown there was another guy a bit like Gimp Guy, wasn't there? And he was walking around frightening people with a full on Gimps. No, it, the Gimp Guy we've covered, but this one had um the mask on oh, the yeah, plague, plague doctor. doctor walking around freaking people out yeah. I wonder what they, they must get their kicks from that it must be like um, trolls 
put trolls away from computers so they just walk around trolling people. Yeah. I think I might do it when I'm really old. I might dress up like a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Freak it out. <laughs> right, are you ready for story number four? Yes, I am. In the spring of 2009, I was about 21 years old and I was going to Ireland. It was always my dream to go back where my family came from. The only thing that worried me was that even though I was with a group from college, I was going to another country by myself, no parents. To a normal 21-year-old, that was great, but I was different. I'd never really been anywhere without my parents, and I had never left the Midwest. Hell, I really didn't even leave Missouri all that much in 21 years. Anyway... I got on the plane and flew to Ireland. The first day was great, but then I started to have separation anxiety and I missed my parents. So I went to the local internet cafe and saw that they had phone booths. So I got into the booth and I was crying when the phone started ringing. I heard my mum's voice and I was so happy to hear her voice. I said, hi, mummy. She said, Sabrina, are you okay? And I said, No, I want to come home. She said, what happened? So I told her what had happened. And after I told her, she said to me, I would come get you, but I can't, so stop being bossy and enjoy yourself. After that, I got off the phone and realised that it was dark. As I was paying the internet cafe man in the front desk for using the phone, I asked him where Temple Bar was at, as I was staying at a hostel there. He told me the directions, but he said it so fast that I couldn't understand him. I asked him to slow down. He did, and I understood him. As I was leaving, he said something that made my blood run cold. Watch out for the shadows. They run wild. Stick to the light. As I was walking, the street light dimmed down. Spooky sounds started. Maybe it was me, because I'm in another country. Knowing what I know about Ireland history, I was about to wet my pants. The noises got louder. I dumbly ran down a dark alley and saw a shadow. And then it started chasing me. And it was laughing demonically. (laughs) I was frozen. I couldn't stop looking at it. Those red eyes. I don't know how, but I've gotten up and started to run. I had my camera that I bought for the trip and started to record myself. I said, My name is Sabrina White and I am 21 years old. I am from Trenton, Missouri, USA. If anyone finds this, Mum and Dad, I love you. I was in the middle of the alley when it was going faster and I went faster and I saw this light at the end. It was the light from the hostel. All I had to do was keep running to the light. I did. It was chasing me. I bust through the doors and fell on the stairs in front of the hostel desk. I scared the crap out of the night desk man. He asked me, are you okay? After catching my breath, I went back outside and didn't see it. And I said, I'm fine. Could I please have the room key? As I was getting ready for bed, I thought, what was that thing following me? 
I grabbed my camera and watched what I'd recorded. After watching it, I deleted it. What is the moral of this story? If you want to travel, please, please use the buddy system. I know it's lame, but maybe if I had someone walk me back to the hostel, this wouldn't have happened. That's pretty scary, isn't it? Especially if you're not in a place that you're familiar with and you're yeah. trying, to, trying to escape. I've um, watched a documentary, I think it's called Nightmare, that's really interesting because all these people with sleep paralysis have very similar experiences um, and a lot of it is based around shadow people and the hat man. Which, I, you know, I would think ordinarily that you see things in your peripheral vision, they're not real, you're just catching, you know, you're moving quickly maybe, and I don't really know how the eyes work, but, you know, you might get an imprint on, on the retina and it follows you for a short while, you know? Yeah. But when you have so many similar recorded accounts, there's got to be something in it. Mm. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of the 10th episode. I hope everyone enjoyed. Please stay tuned for the next one. Yeah, we will catch up with you all again next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.